Hello and welcome to the Marketing Meetup podcast. My name is Joe Glover. Thank you so much for listening today. Today we have Bryony Thomas and Rachel Wheatley of Watertight Marketing. The word that comes to mind when I think about this talk is relatable. Um, I think so many folks will relate to the experience of not having someone in the company who believes in marketing for whatever reason. Uh, Bryony and, and Rachel use the term cynic. Uh, in, in the presentation. I think that really captures it well. Whether they don't understand uh, how marketing tactics work, whether they don't understand what marketing is, uh, there's a whole bunch of reasons that folks won't necessarily engage with what we do. Um, and really, this talk is all about combating that, about looking to understand the people that we're interacting with and take them on the journey of understanding marketing and therefore a far more cohesive, uh, coherent strategy which is company-wide, not just marketing-centric. It's a really great talk because, as I say, I think it goes to that word, relatable. Uh, There was a bunch of lovely chat message comments uh, coming out throughout the duration of the talk with people saying, oh, my God, that's me. (laughs) So uh, if it's you, then uh, I really hope this talk is useful. Before we get going, I just want to say a big thank you to our sponsor for today. Uh, They are Attest. Attest are a market research company who enable you to create surveys uh, and get respondents super easy Uh, and not only just generic respondents but respondents within a specific demographic that you would like to reach Uh, you define the questions you define the demographic you say how many survey respondents you want and off you go Uh, right now they're offering 100 free uh, survey responses uh, for up to five questions for members of the marketing meetup community just to try out the, the software Uh, I'm a big, big fan of it, having been someone who has spent an awful lot of time uh, trying to get survey respondents in Facebook groups and LinkedIn posts in the the past. This is so much easier. So uh, do take the time to check out a test. With all that said, uh, that's my introduction done. So now it's time to hand over to the very, very capable, very lovely uh, Bryony and Rachel from Watertight Marketing. Uh, The first voice you will hear will be Bryony's. Enjoy. Take care. Um, I'm Bryony Thomas from Watertight Business Thinking, and I'm joined today by my business partner, Rachel Wheatley. Um, Between us, we have over 50 years of marketing experience, um, and so we hope to bring bring some of that to you today. This session is about um, making sure that your board or your boss are on side with marketing, and the shorthand for that is how to convert a marketing cynic. And so one of the things that I've done over the last um, last decade or so is to present um, marketing sessions for chief exec and MD groups. And I always kick off a session with, with the same thing. And I invite the room to choose either a red pen or a green pen and tell me either something they hate or something they love about marketing. And I've collected up the words over time. And here are some words. So on the red side, the sorts of words that chief execs of um, small businesses, successful small businesses, our market is that 10 to 20 million sort of turnover. So these are the the words they've come up with. So on the left hand side here in the red are the sorts of things we've got people saying. And it's normally more than half of the room that choose the red pen. Overwhelming, slow, manipulative, expensive. Yes, many of them are finance directors. Um, Hype, exhausting, fluffy. 
And then there will be a group in the room, usually around 30 to 40% who will reach for the green pen. And the green pen will say almost exactly the opposite. So for every you know, uh, negative word there in the red, we've almost got an equal and opposite green word for someone for whom marketing is a, is a driver in their business and they see it as sustainable, proven, trustworthy, clear, tangible. And these are the sorts of um, differences that I encounter all the time. I tend to find that we, you either have cynics or converts. And what we as Watertight Business Thinking aim to do when we go into these businesses and we do a marketing-centered business transformation is often to take people on a journey of moving from cynic to convert. And I'm going to show you some of the key things that we do to do that. I'm going to invite you to explore a, a key metaphor, um, I, 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 more than one. Anyone who knows me will know that I'm a bit of a mixed metaphor person, so I'll bring you plenty. I've definitely got two. I might bring some more. Let's see how we get on. Um, and in order to equip you to have the sorts of conversations that will bring non-marketers with you on this journey from cynic to convert. So have a think, um, what sort of words do you think the people that you would like to convince might um, put on the board? Would they be reaching for a red pen or a green pen? Have a think about it. Now, this is a, a piece of research and I was trying to, I was trying to find it um, before we got started. I was trying to find my source for this and I, I, I couldn't. Um, so I will, I will have another look and see if I can dig it out. It's research um, that I remember putting together in 2019. And there are over 4.2 um, million SMEs in that two to 20 million turnover mark. And there was a particular survey that we found that 79% said that their biggest problem was attracting and retaining customers, which is marketing, right? So 80% nearly of the businesses that are in that under 20 million sort of turnover mark say that marketing is their biggest problem. Now, when we've talked to our, um, the MDs and CEOs of the clients that we work with, there are particular characters that emerge in terms of their cynicism about marketing. And I've pulled out these four. These are clients of um, Watertight Business Thinking. We've worked with all of these organizations on uh, marketing transformation processes. And they characterize different types of cynicism. So we have Karen Meager here, who is the ethical objector in all honesty, most of what I've read about marketing made me see it as an icky world, odd with my values. So she's the person who sees it as manipulation. Marketing equals manipulation. I don't want to do that. It's, ooh. Then we have Dave James. Dave James is show me the line from marketing to sales results. I cannot see cause and effect between the two. And it looks like a waste of money. So um, Dave is show me the money. Then we have Dave Carr. Dave Carr is um, the, the technologist or the, the crazy inventor. Um, so Dave is uh, the founder of his business. And every time they wanted to create more business, he'd go and make the product better. Because obviously, when you add more bells and whistles to your widget, it sells more, right? Um, and so Dave was the classic, well, my product should sell itself. It's amazing. Uh, so we, there are a number of those. And then Patrick Nash was, marketing's really fluffy. Mar uh, Patrick was, I want a system. I want a proven process. And marketing is such a dark art. 
I don't want hacks and tricks and some guru giving me their, uh, you know, their, their kind of swipe file. I want to actually understand how this works. So these are classic characters that we find. The ethical objector, the show me the money, the my product will sell itself, let me make it a bit better. And hang on a sec, how does this work? Show me the system. So have a think about the sort of characters that you see, but we see these all of the time. Now, one of the key reasons that, um, that I see that uh, marketing is misunderstood by non-marketers is because what they see of marketing gets interpreted as marketing. So when you talk to a non-marketer and you say, what is marketing? They'll generally come up with one of two answers in various different words. They will either say marketing is lead generation, go and get me some inbound leads, or it's the coloring in. So I've, I've finished my product. I know exactly who it's for. Can you just make it a bit prettier, please? Um, we have this non-marketers look out to the world and they see other people's lead generation and brand and they think that is marketing. And if what you see of marketing is what you see as marketing, what tends to happen is you create this stuff without any substance. So if you go straight to lead generation and colouring in without the underpinning principles, you will create marketing that is a bit meh. You know, it's just rubbish, has no substance. And so what I'd like to take you through today is a core framework. As Joe says, I've got a framework for everything. This is in chapter two and chapter 11 of the second edition. It is talked about in the first edition, but it's very much updated in the second edition. So these are the four flow foundations. And what I've done here is a proportional split around what I think a marketer in a, in a successful smaller business, because that's our, our audience, although I'm sure it's true in larger organi organizations as well, should be spending their energy. So we have four areas. We have the right work, which um, we're going to go on to define. So making sure that you're, you're, who you're selling to and what you're selling is appropriate and keeps you nourished. The balanced routine, what you're going to do with them, baseline rhythm, keeping it all happening and maintaining momentum, which is your vision. And we're going to go through and define some of these. The key thing about um, really good marketing is that marketing answers key questions. The job of a marketer and one of the key things you need to do in converting a cynic is to make sure that you're showing them the questions that need to be answered rather than simply showing them here's what I want you to do. You need to take people on that, that kind of intellectual journey. So the questions here, the right work, so making sure you've got the right clients um, in your organization and you're putting your marketing in the right place, is to whom are you offering what? Key question that a marketer needs to answer before they can do any lead generation or coloring in. Then we have, how are you going to support those people to that destination? So what is the journey? What are the steps in the process? Which was very much what I spent the last session looking at. And I know that Joe can link you to the recording of that session. So to whom are you offering what? How are you going to support that? And then when you've made your plan, how often, when are you going to show up with those tools? And then critically, why are you doing it? And without that why, you will struggle to find anything of substance. And so what this organizes is these four foundations that main, maintain flow through an organization, and that's energetic flow and sales flow. And Rachel's now gonna run through defining each of those. And we invite you to um, come with us on a little metaphorical journey because you know, storytelling is important, even for those cynics. Over to you, Rachel. Okay, thank you very much, Bryony. 
bear with me, caller. Um, so I am going to talk about um, the Flow Foundations in a bit more detail. So I think we can probably all agree that marketing is about supporting healthy sales growth. That growth. Um, and because we like a good analogy here, Brian, you mentioned that earlier, I'm going to relate uh, marketing to health and fitness. So using that analogy, the right work here is about having a nutritious diet. So you're looking for clients that and work that sustain you and energize you. So if you're mainly eating chips or crisps, I'm sure that's not like any of us here, uh, those easy win clients, they won't nourish your business. They won't motivate you or your staff. So you want clients that build you up. You're looking for a healthy client's mix, uh, and it's, that is one that serves both purpose and profit. So yes, it brings you in money. Yes, it brings in you in revenue. Of course, you need that to pay the bills, but it also talks to your purpose and is therefore energizing. So we have a core framework. Of course we do. It's the purpose profit matrix. It's in chapter 11 of the book. Um, and it helps you determine what criteria to use to identify those right healthy clients that do have a balance of both purpose and profit. So let's say you, say you have a healthy client mix, um, maybe a good 80% of nutritious clients uh, that motivate you and you pay you well. The next flow foundation that you look at is the balance routine. And this is a bit like having a personal trainer. So if you've ever been to a personal trainer, what they do is they take time to understand you, where you are in your fitness and what, what your goals are. And that's exactly the same with marketing. So a, mar a good marketing fitness plan is one where you have um, an effective tool and technique for every step. So different people's, different businesses' fitness plans will be completely different. Yours will be different to mine. And um, each business has a different mix of marketing tools and techniques that will serve as that fitness plan. So you might be, you might come into a business and find that they're more at the couch to 5K end of fitness, or you might be going to for Olympic gold or somewhere in between. So the fitness routine will be different depending on how fit you are to begin with and what your marketing goals are. So a balanced marketing fitness plan is one where you have that effective tool or technique mapped to each step of the sales journey. So that's from the time that the prospect is first aware of you and all the way through to when, they're, uh, when they say yes and beyond when they're a loyal and very happy customer. So all of those stages need support from marketing. We often find we talk to businesses and that they might actually be mainly focused on one area of marketing for one reason or another. And it's the equivalent of a bodybuilder who's who spent a lot of time and energy building up their upper, upper body and strength. They've got massive muscles, but they've got tiny legs. So if you ask them to 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 run 100 yards or a marathon, they couldn't do it. So we're looking here for all round fitness, a routine that supports customers all the way through their buying journey. So remember that statistic that Bryony mentioned earlier, the 79% of um, SMEs who say their main challenge is attracting and keeping customers. So if your marketing is only focusing on attracting customers, if that's what you're asked to do, it's the marketing equivalent of a bodybuilder. So say you have a, a healthy diet of clients, you've got a balanced fitness plan. The third flow foundation is the baseline rhythm. So 
This is doing enough of this stuff, often enough, to make a difference. So we all know how common it is to start going to the gym in January and by March it's maybe petered out a bit. I know that's happened to me. Um, it's up to us in marketing to understand what that rhythm needs to be. So your dashboard, your metrics, how you resource your marketing, your budgeting all need to reflect a commitment to marketing. And that commitment uh, is delivered at a pace that matches your market. So if they go fast, you match that with your marketing. If they go slow and it takes a bit longer to get a sale, then your marketing actually needs to reflect that. And finally, we have the why, which is actually the um, uh, you know, really important flow foundation. It's actually the, sometimes the one that we start with with businesses. So you've got a healthy client uh, uh, diet of clients, you've got a balanced routine that match, matches your goals, you've got that right drumbeat to engage your prospects. The final flow foundation that I'm going to talk about is maintaining momentum. So that is only possible if you know where you're going, the direction of travel. But often we work with clients and their plan, you look at their plan and it's all about financial goals. It's we want to reach this many million pounds in, in five years time. Um, we find less frequently there's a story and a vision behind those goals. And you need both because you need the story and the vision that motivates you and engages staff. That's why they buy in. Um, and they can work collaboratively towards that. But they also need those milestones. They know where they are and you can measure some kind of pro pro progress. So as a marketer, um, one of our jobs is actually to bring those things together, the vision, the values, the plan, and communicate those throughout the organization um, into a compelling business vision that is then translated into a into a clear plan. So there's a story that can be shared, there's financial um, but other metrics as well that show where you've got to and that you're going in the right direction. So these are the elements that underpin successful marketing. Um, and they're the elements that a marketing team, a um, marketing department, marketing lead will need to be involved in to support a growing business. So what Watertight Marketing does, what you do as your marketing professional in your business is to use a whole set of strategic thinking tools that ask and answer the right questions to make sure that all of those book boxes that are there on the slide there are ticked. What I love about this slide is that it shows why marketing is central to successful business. So the vast majority of questions that you would ask an answer as strategic marketers to tick off those boxes would form the basis of a business plan, making a direct link between that and strategic marketing. This is the point at which we often find that the penny drops for those cynical non-marketers on the board. And it helps them to realize that marketing is not just about coloring in or lead generation. They can see, they can understand how it overlaps and forms the basis of a business plan. So have a think about those four areas. So you, marketing, um, it will help you position yourself and your team more strategically when you use the, uh, they're used as the foundations for your marketing, because you can point to them, people can see and understand them and understand what your contribution is. So if you were to um, see those four foundations as four legs of a table, 
um, watch out for another analogy, metaphor. Um, and imagine if uh, those four legs were not at the same height. So we have a test, we'll point you to it later. Um, we have a test that scores those flow foundation. It asks you 40 questions um, and it comes out with a percentage score for each of those flow foundations. So imagine that it comes out a bit like that, this on your slide. So they're not the same height. Um, it's a bit like doing an exercise on a wobble board. I don't know if you've ever done it. I've tried it recently and I couldn't do it. It's hard work. It's very difficult to stand on it and keep your balance. Um, and it's certainly harder than it needs to be. So first of all, we suggest, we recommend people are aiming for a stable table where all of their legs are the same height. Um, and it's up to marketing to understand how well supported each of those different areas are and help make them stable um, before you determine how tall they are. So the shorter they are, the slower your growth. The taller they are, the faster you, the, the growth will be. So you're going to want to split it in two. So on the left, we have these uh, right work and maintaining momentum foundations, and they're the strategic elements of marketing. On the right, you've got the operational side. That's the balanced routine and the baseline rhythm. So the test helps you, as I mentioned, helps you determine the percentage of those tables. Um, and sometimes what we see is this is one extreme. So we've got the strategic, which is high, the operational side, which is low. Um, and it's a typical C shape. And we see this a lot in businesses. So it's pretty good business. They've got a vision in place. They know who their good clients are. But the operational side is not so good. It's hard work. It's supported by um, pedal power and um, people power. Often it's businesses that have a sales team in place, but the marketing is not so developed. Um, and it's hard work for them. So they don't have the systems or processes in place that will make that table more stable and make life much easier for them. Equally, we see businesses at the opposite end where the marketing is excellent, um, but there's not much substance or energy in the vision or plan. They haven't, the board hasn't done the work that they need to do to create that um, solid base to the business, the inspiring story on which great marketing can, can shine a light. So looking your, so what you're looking to do is stabilize those legs. And once you do the test, if the uh, legs are uh, low, red, then your growth will be slow. If they're amber, then your growth will be medium. Um, and if they're green, then you'll have high growth. So interestingly, we sometimes talk to businesses who really want quick growth. They want that kind of hockey stick. They say, we want to double in a few years and then we want to double again in another few years. You can't grow that fast unless your table is stable and all your legs are green. You just can't do it. So when you do the test, answer it intuitively. Don't spend too much time thinking about it and do invite other people in your business to do it as well because it's always interesting to see your colleagues, your boss, your MD's perception of marketing. Um, and so the test really is a really good way of finding out how marketing is perceived in your business. So just to show you an example, this is a cohort analysis of a client that we've been working with. They're called Enviro. Um, they're a, a cleaning and hygiene business. And the MD, this picture there of Brian, he's the MD. And we asked their leadership team to, to do the test. 
Um, they each individually answered the 40 questions and we brought together the data which gave us this cohort analysis. Um, and I just want to point out a few things from this analysis. Firstly, there is the range. And you'll see that actually individuals within the SLT, the senior leadership team answered quite differently. So at one end, you've got uh, one red and, and you've got a few greens and obviously there's a, a middle bit, uh, quite a few people who answered in amber. So the perception of marketing and the range of opinion was really quite varied. Um, we can analyze it uh, um, with using other filters as well. So how long individuals have been in the business um, and which department they sit in and how that changes the data. So this is just the snapshot of the average overall. Um, it shows you where your champions sit. So people who view marketing very positively and think that we're doing a good job. Equally, it shows where your critics sit and they're both important. If you want to really improve what you do and step things up, then talk to your critics because it will help you do that. Um, if you need a champion and if you need some support and you need some allies, then get, talk to your um, talk to your champions. So we um, across this when we work with clients, we add another perspective, uh, which is often um, uh, more of a cynic, more of a critic, um, and it usually serves to lower the average score. Um, sometimes that can be because their marketing capability or knowledge as an organisation is low um, and Enviro's was low. Um, sometimes it's because they might not understand really what marketing is and they perceive it to be uh, being more effective than it actually is. So what we suggest is and the, and the value of this test and looking at the four flow foundations is that it helps you to structure the conversation with, you, uh, with your board and your colleagues about how you as a marketing lead can contribute and add value. So in an ideal world, you would get your board on board with those strategic elements to get them to a common understanding of the right work, the proposition, the business plan, the vision, the values, goals, um, and you might do that for a whole organization engagement like we do, or you might run a workshop where you facilitate the conversation, you introduce these concepts and you facilitate that discussion so that you get to that common understanding of what marketing is and how it can contribute. So then you might um, bring, first of all, so the board gets you to this bit here, engaging with them gets you here. Then you might bring on a senior marketer or strategist if you haven't got one. And they are the bridge between the board and the strategic elements and the operational elements. Um, uh, you might already have that bridge, it might be you. Um, and then you build the operations, which is your people, your team, the resources, um, all of the people who are getting marketing out into the world and doing all of those marketing activities. Sometimes we see it done all the, uh, the other way around. So a business that might be new to marketing builds it from the bottom up. So they get their marketing doer first um, and, uh, and before they realize that actually they might need someone with a bit more wisdom, a bit more seniority, a bit more experience to actually mentor and, and help them structure and build the marketing operation. Um, so if you're in that position where um, you're, you're being asked to, um, to, to be that bridge, might not necessarily have the experience or you're putting your pigeonholes in the operational space, then you might want to lobby for someone to kind of mentor you or coach you to help you bridge that. Um, 
if the if there's a senior marketer, if you're that senior marketer in place and you're struggling to get your board to see marketing, there is more than colouring in or lead gen, then there is a job for you to do. So ideally, in an ideal world, you get the board on board first because it makes life easier for you. And it means you get the support that marketing deserves. So I think I am, uh, well, this is the report actually. Here's the link there, watersitemarketing.com forward slash test. Um, do invite you and, and do invite your MD and bosses and even colleagues to do it as well. And back to Bryony. Thanks, Rachel. So we really invite you to explore using a few metaphors and analogies with your with your um, cynics. So identify those cynics and what type they are and and play with some of these thoughts. The key thing is to help people to uh, we find it really um, that slide that uh, that Joe told you to screen grab. Um, that was if you can say to somebody, say the question you're asking me that sits in this box then you're helping them to see how it all fits together. And you're helping them to see why you can't just do social. I saw that. You can't just do social without knowing who you're talking to, what it, what destination you're trying to get them to and why. Because that's, you know, you can press all the buttons, but what are you going to say and to whom and how often? So by having these boxes in people's minds and in your plan and in the way that you organise things, you're able to orient the question you're being asked into the framework so that you can say the reason I can't answer you is because sequentially we need to reverse a bit and you're helping people to understand how they need to do their bit to uh, to contribute. So the test that's um, available on our site is just a 10 minute test um, and you can just answer it yourself quietly if you wish to or as Rachel says invite people from around your organization to do it. Answer it really um, intuitively, not to 10, takes about 10 minutes, don't agonize over it um, and that will send to you a report in which that screen grab that you all took, the projects are listed and defined in that report so you can grab those there. So in order to convert a cynic, first of all, you have to identify that. Then you have to understand which of the boxes they think marketing sits in, broaden their understanding so that they can see all of those boxes and understand how the questions link together and always orient what you're suggesting, what you're talking about, into that so that they can see how it fits together. It's so important to get people to um, anchor what they're doing through these lenses so that you can understand the context of what's being asked. <laughs> 